What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, December 5th, episode number 141. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout. Instagram is at Fantasy underscore Knockout. And I am excited for today's show. It is the start sit for week 13. Most likely it's the last week for regular season. Playoffs are next week. Are you guys needing a win like myself? Win and you're in, or if you already clinched, hopefully you guys are already clinched and maybe got a bye week already lined up, so that would be awesome. Well, today's show, we're going to see who we're feeling confident about, who are we worried about, and let's talk some announcements. Announcements. All right, so there's only two days left, today and tomorrow, for the hashtag knockout giveaway. Um, December 6th is the deadline to get all your entries in to win the signed Devontae Adams jersey. Thing looks amazing. Make sure you get in and get your chance and opportunity to win this thing. If you are looking for accurate rankings, um, we crushed it this past week. I was number 23 in overall rankings for week 12. Yay. Uh, 17th for quarterbacks, 12th for receivers, 12th for kickers. So, that really helped us boost up, uh, and for the season to date, we moved all the way up to 56, so I imagine we're going to slay it again this week and get uh, move those rankings up. We're going to get, my goal is top 20, so I know we can do it. If you got a question for the show, head on over to the website, fantasyknockout.com, for all your fantasy football needs. News with views. All right, there's not much this week. Uh, tight end Zach Ertz out of Philadelphia. He's been activated from the injured reserve. Um, I don't trust him to quite play him yet in my lineup. I want to see how that rapport is. Plus, Wentz has been playing like crap. So, uh, Next is quarterback Robert Griffin III out of Baltimore. He's been placed on IR with a thigh injury. So Lamar should be back off of COVID before their Tuesday game. In and out. All right. So these guys are players that are questionable right now, have maybe missed a practice this week, and we're going to decide, are they going to be in? Are they going to be out? Are we going to play them, flex them, start them, sit them? What are we going to do with these questionable players? All right. So starting with the running backs, Miles Gaskin out of Miami. He's got the knee injury. He is going to be in. I would flex him. Chris Carson out of Seattle with a foot injury. He is going to be in. I'd start him with confidence. J.K. Dobbins out of Baltimore. He's off the COVID list. I'd, he's going to be in. Start him. Philip Lindsay out of Denver. He's had the knee issue. He is going to be in. I'd flex uh, Philip if if you need a running back. Um, Todd Gurley out of Atlanta with a knee injury. He's going to be out. Sit him. Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. He's got the ankle injury. He's going to be out. Uh, you can play Booker if you picked him up. Uh, Dalvin Cook out of Minnesota with the ankle injury. He's going to be in. Start him. Uh, C.E.H., Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of Kansas City. He's had an illness this week. He's going to be in. I'd flex him. Um, Salvan Ahmad out of Miami. Uh, he's got the shoulder injury. He's going to be out. Sit him, and that's why I think Gaskins will play. Uh, and DeAndre Swift out of Detroit. He's off the uh, concussion protocol. He's had an illness this week. He's going to be in. I would probably flex him, and hopefully you have a better options because um, I just don't know if he's going to get a monster workload coming back uh tight ends irv smith out of minnesota a groin injury he's gonna be out and john U. smith out of tennessee with a knee injury he's gonna be out 
Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Brown out of Tennessee with a hip injury. He's going to be in. Start him with confidence. Julio Jones out of Atlanta battling that hamstring injury. He's going to be in this week. I'd start him. Kenny Galladay out of Detroit with the hip injury. He's out again. So Terry McLaurin out of Washington with an ankle injury. He's going to be in. Start him. Allen Robinson out of Chicago. He popped up with a knee injury. He's going to be in. I'd start him. DJ Chark out of Jacksonville. He missed last week's with his rib injury. He's going to be in. I'd flex him. Uh, quarterbacks Cam Newton out of New England. He's got the abdominal injury. He's in. I'd start him. And then Daniel Jones out of New York. Uh, he's got the hamstring injury. He is out. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Main event. All right. So bye weeks. There's two teams on bye week. Week 13, which thank you, NFL, for scheduling bye weeks on the last week of the regular fantasy football season. It kind of sucks. Tampa Bay and Carolina. So no McCaffrey, no Buccaneers. So get them out of your lineups. You got your slate of Sunday morning games. You also have several afternoon games, uh, the typical Sunday night game. But then you got two Monday night games. You got the Washington uh, football team against the Steelers and the Bills and Niners game on Monday. Then we also have the wonderful Tuesday night game, and that is going to be the Dallas Cowboys versus the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so let's talk some start-sit players, guys to put in our flex, guys that we are wondering and pondering about. What can we do with these? Do we trust these guys or do we uh, sit them and move on from them? All right, so quarterbacks that we are going to trust this week. Taysom Hill out of New Orleans. So let's enjoy the final time you see Hill mentioned in this space as far as a must-start. Because he's about to be grandfathered into must-starts every week. You have your you know your normal guys, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and a few other guys that are just automatic. Hill is going to be one of those guys going forward. He has almost reached this status. The shoe is obviously going to drop at some point. You figure somebody's going to scheme up a way to shut him down. It's not going to be the Falcons. Sure, they were great against the Raiders last week, but I'm not going to watch the Falcons beat up on a West Coast team coming in at 10 a.m., player bloody clock and act like they've turned a corner. They are playing better the past couple weeks, but give me Taysom Hill this week. This one is kind of ugly, but we're going to go with Baker Mayfield. Are we really going to do this? I am. Baker frustrated people by missing some easy throws against the Jaguars. Like I have Kareem Hunt and seeing him run free to the end zone was a tough one to watch. Uh, but he also threw some absolute darts. He's like a golfer who shoots in the mid, in the high 90s, but makes enough good shots each round to keep you coming back. And if you just don't want to watch Baker's game and just watch the 20 points surface, and that might be the best thing for you to do this week. Um, I know the Titans are coming off a game where they frustrated Phillip Rivers. But the quarterback position of the Colts did well when you factor in Jacoby Brissett's touchdowns, uh, which is a whole other story, and I'm not ready to discuss it at the moment. All right, quarterbacks to sit. Guys, we're not feeling confident about. Matt Ryan of the Falcons. There's now little merit to citing the Saints' 2020 defensive ranks after skewing their numbers against the quarterback list Broncos. Right before that bizarre occurrence, however, they ranked or they contained Ryan to 232 passing yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions on 39 throws. The former MVP then hardly factored into a 43-6 triumph for the Raiders, 
going 22 of 39 for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Having completed just 54.4% of his passes in three starts without Julio Jones, it's an easy call to sit Ryan if Jones isn't back from his hamstring injury. Getting his star wideout back at least brings Ryan into the quarterback one conversation, but he's already gone six games with one or zero passing touchdowns. And then my other guy I'm fading is Carson Wentz. Wentz's 20 fantasy points are highly deceiving for anyone who valued their time enough to watch the Eagles play Monday Night Football. While it was far too late to swing the actual matchup's outcome, he salvaged his fantasy outing with a 33-yard Hail Mary touchdown to Richard Rodgers. Wentz could once again produce garbage time heroics, like Mitchell Trubisky also accomplished against the Packers on Sunday night, but he also could get benched for Jalen Hurts. All right, some running backs we're going to feel confident about this week. Frank Gore of the Jets. I'm not saying you should start Gore as much as you reasonably could if no stronger alternatives are available. Uh, You're still not going to use him if you can play a legit running back too, such as like a David Montgomery, Mostert, or Kenyon Drake. Um, If digging beyond that top 25 running backs for a decent option, the old man is at least going to offer some points. His carries have risen in each of the last three games, and he's even snagged two or three catches in the last three matchups. The Jets allotted him 18 carries and three targets in Sunday's 20-3 loss to the Dolphins. He also should receive another 15-20 to touches regardless of the game script against the Raiders. So Gore has... He's also drawn nine red zone opportunities in New York's last two games without LaMichael Pirine. And my other guy we are going to start or flex this week is Naheem Hines. So someone is going to have a productive day in the Colts' backfield against the Texans defense, permitting the second most fantasy points to running backs. The tricky part is if Jonathan Taylor returns from the COVID list, uh, we'll be figuring out who takes center stage. It's not necessarily a zero-sum game. While Adrian Peterson scored two rushing touchdowns against Houston on Thanksgiving, Carrion also compiled 98 total yards. So with or without Taylor, Hines could have similar all-purpose productions to Carrion. Although still yet to say hyperactive in two straight contests, Hines has now helped fantasy managers immensely in three of the last five games. The Colts feeding him more running opportunities offers enough tantalizing upside to take the risk. All right, some wide um, running backs we're going to sit. We're going to sit Zach Moss or Devin Singletary this week. Moss has 59 touches in six games since returning to Buffalo's lineup. Singletary has 60. Neither back has exceeded 15 in any of those contests. While Moss is averaging a pedestrian 45 total yards per game this season, Singletary found the end zone once this season, all the way back in week four. Don't trust either in the duo against an above-average San Francisco run defense yielding 4.0 yards per carry. And the other guy we're going to sit is James White from New England. So White took an unusual path to fantasy success last week, punching in his first two touchdowns of 2020 on the ground. So backers obviously will take the points, but they certainly wouldn't have started him if they knew he wouldn't post minus one receiving yards on just one target. Not only was White a non-factor in a suppressed New England passing offense, but he played just 20 snaps. That's not sustainable road to a weekly flex value. 
Wideouts we like this week, Devontae Parker out of Miami. So the Dolphins turned back to Ryan Fitzpatrick because of an injury to Tua. That worked out for Parker, who had 19-plus points, his best total since week four. In fact, he's had at least 18 fantasy points in back-to-back games. He's got a great matchup this week against the Bengals, who have allowed seven touchdowns over the past month, the highest total over that stretch. The Bengals aren't super generous to opposing wide receivers, but I love Fitzpatrick playing with some house money, sharing the wealth with his buddies. And then Debo Samuel from the Niners. Well, it would make sense that Debo would return to L.A. and make a huge impact. Debo's 13 targets and 38% target share were career highs. He also had 12-plus fantasy points in three consecutive games. The Bills are a tough matchup. They have allowed the 10th-fewest fantasy points to receivers. But the target share really stands out to me. I'd stick with him. I mean, the Rams were one of the toughest matchups you could have had, and he took them apart. All right, so the wide receivers were going to sit. Jerry Judy of the Broncos. So Drew Locke is an actual NFL quarterback, but he's still last in completion rate at 55.6% among all qualified starters. His accuracy has hampered Judy, who has brought home just 37 of 78 targets, one in week 12, which we should basically just throw out, and only topped five catches or 75 yards against the Falcons in week nine. But couldn't he get a ton of chances in garbage time against the Chiefs? That wasn't the case in week seven where he caught two of four targets for 20 yards in a 43-16 to loss. Just five teams have seeded fewer fantasy points to wide receivers than the defending champs. So Judy might require some late stat padding just to reach his 53.5 yard average. And then we're going to sit Mike Williams. I'm not confident in him this week. And this all depends on your risk tolerance. Williams has now finished five games with fewer than five fantasy points. He's averaging 15.9 points in the other five the targets aren't reliable and his misses can't be permitted by matchups either see his four targets against jacksonville new england just stiffed deandre hopkins and the entire arizona passing offense so only deploy williams if desperate for one of these big splashes tight ends we're gonna go with darren waller this one's gonna be simple the jets have allowed six the six most fantasy points to tight ends this season so (laughs) Waller's also the number two ranked tight end uh, the last few weeks, so go with Waller. TJ Hawkinson's the other tight end I like this week. The Bears have been getting beat by tight ends this season. They have given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Last week, it was All-Stars Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanyan who got into the end zone. That was fun. He's been great. Double-digit points in five of his last six. And then tight ends to sit, Tyler Higbee. So the Rams tight ends are a nightmare. I mean, sure, they're nice people. Their production has been awful. I mean, it's one of those. I mean, it's one thing when you're trying to figure out who to start between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Higby and Everett are the lower end version of this. Uh, And then we're going to sit Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph should see a dip in protection if Thielen and or Irv Smith return to action. Before setting 2020 highs in targets with 8, his catches with 7, and receiving yards with 68. In week 12, the 31-year-old was a fantasy afterthought averaging 2.1 catches for 26.6 yards per game. Cousins has only targeted Rudolph inside the 10-yard line three times a season, which is hardly ideal for the 6'6-inch tight end whose limited fantasy 
Worth relies upon hitting paydirt. Ready for starts of the week? Here we go. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Each of Tannehill's last four opponents with the Colts twice, the Bears, and the Ravens rank inside the top ten of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks prior to Baltimore's atypical Wednesday contest. Prior to such that stretch, he placed ninth among quarterbacks with 22 fantasy points per contest. He's also fared fine in at least in the last two weeks, quarterback six, quarterback nine, despite a lateral to Derrick Henry getting changed to a rushing touchdown. After playing through a brutal string of weather for three weeks, the Browns gave up 235 passing yards and two touchdowns to Mike Glennon in week 12. They were allowing 31.6 points per game prior to Mother Nature's heavy-handed intervention in weeks 8 through 11, so this is a good matchup for a good fantasy starter. Then we're also going to start Kirk Cousins from Minnesota. Here are Cousins' weekly quarterback finishes over the last five games. Quarterback 25, 18, 11, 5, and 3. So he's guaranteed to finish first or second in week 13. (laughs) Maybe not. Uh, but he is well positioned for another solid outing. Even without Adam Thielen, Cousins tossed over 300 passing yards and three touchdowns for the second time in a row. He might get Thielen back in time to face the Jaguars, who have permitted the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the second most yards per pass attempt. The only concern here is that the Vikings stay on the ground all day, but they have notched just one win by more than eight points this season. If Baker Mayfield can finish as the quarterback 12 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, despite missing a wide-open touchdown, Cousins should coast to a starting caliber line. Then running backs, we're going to go with Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles. Of the production, the Packers have allowed to running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We've watched running backs account for a massive 41.3% of it, which is the highest percentage in football. The only other team that's allowed more than 37.3% is the Lions. It's due to success on both the ground and through the air, as they've allowed 4.65 yards per carry and 11 touchdowns there, and they're not getting better. Sanders should be able to run all over them, but that requires Doug Peterson to actually run the ball. Plug Sanders in as a low-end running back one and hope for the best. The matchup really does allow for him to have a big week. Then we're going to go with David Montgomery from the Bears. So the Bears running backs are averaging a league low 1.00 yards before contact. The good news is that Lions have allowed ball carriers a massive 2.45 yards before contact this year, which ranks as the fourth highest number in the league. Not only have the Lions allowed the most fantasy points per game to running backs, but even when you factor in the level of competition, they're the best matchup in the league based on schedule-adjusted rankings as running backs have averaged a league-high 8.3 more half PPR points per game against the Lions than they do in non-Lion matchups, Montgomery should be considered a high-end running back two this week. And then Jarvis Landry is going to be the wideout start of the week. In week 12, we finally saw what he could do without OBJ in a neutral climate, along with producing his first touchdown on the season. Landry shattered his previous 2020 high with 143 receiving yards on eight catches. He now brandishes a 28.2 target share in the last five games. Beckham got hurt at the beginning of week seven with a pair of 11 target outings. 
Such a hefty workload could lead to another big day against Tennessee's 28th rated passing defense. And then Sterling Shepard's the other wideout I like this week. He has halted in 33 of 40 targets in five games since returning in week seven. Aside from a week two contest he left early, he has at least six catches in every contest this season. Colt McCoy isn't a tremendous downgrade from Daniel Jones, especially for a possession receiver relying on short strikes rather than one explosive play. Although the Seahawks defense has improved in recent weeks, they've still relinquished the most fantasy points to receivers. Shepard is a decent PPR bet for six catches and like 60 yards of um, this week. Then tight outs we like is Robert Tanyan out of Green Bay. So several weeks ago, I said Tanyan can't be trusted with Devontae Adams hawking all of Aaron Rodgers' attention in Green Bay. Well, he produced to catch all five of his targets and post a touchdown in back-to-back games. Tanyan certainly delivers when called upon. Securing 37 of his 42 targets this season, excluding Jason Witten, who has snagged all of 11 targets, Tanyan has the highest catch rate of any non-running back. He's remarkably efficient alongside an MVP caliber quarterback and has seven touchdowns to his name. It's hard to require much more for the majority of us not rostering a set it and forget it tight end. Then Austin Hooper's my last start of the week for tight ends. The matchup this week, it's a good one for him. Titans opponents have thrown the ball 39.8 times per game. So if we get near the 20% target share that Hooper has had multiple times this year, we should hope to get 68 targets. Hooper should make for a nice, solid, low-end tight end one in this game. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is Week 14 Waiver Wire Ads. The championships will start. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. Whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and review. Also, don't forget to visit FantasyKnockout.com for all your fantasy football needs. All right. Till next time. See ya! See ya!